Bam, we're live. Oh, I can't do the, I can't get it lined up already. Son of a gun. I don't even know where the sponsors are again. Shit. Oh, like that? No, not like that. Good morning, guys. What's up? I made it. Idaho. I made it. I made it. I made it. I made it. Rosie, what's up, girl? Uh, competing today at Redemption Fitness. I'll be wearing the CEO shirt, baby. Yeah, let me know how that goes for you. I bet you that. I bet you that makes you 20% stronger. Rambler. Uh, I was at the CF gym last week. Guys were wearing cologne. Oh, God. Ugh. Vomitous. How does anyone think that's okay? Listen, if you have cologne, just throw it away. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Uh, the reason why I started early, early, uh, we have a great guest on today. Um, the owner of CrossFit 845. I don't know much about him. Someone said, hey, you got to check out this Instagram account. Actually, no, they said, hey, I actually, actually it started off with, hey, I work out at this gym. This place is different. I'm like, okay. And then I went to the Instagram account and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that place is different. Hormone uh, disrupting because of the cologne. That's not the reason. I just don't like the smell. I don't want to smell anything really. Uh, you, 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 off of somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to smell your breath. I don't want to smell your cologne. I don't want to smell your makeup. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, you know, you know what I enjoy the smell of? I'll tell you, um, when someone lights up a cigarette, you know what I mean? Like they're like just that first, that, that first hit off of it. The rest of it, I hate for some reason, but when someone first lights up a cigarette, I love it. We started early today because something really disturbed me yesterday. Uh, I don't know about two weeks ago, Greg's like, Hey dude, it's only a matter of time before you get kicked off of YouTube. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And, um, I don't have a second screen, so I'm going to be using my phone more often than you've ever seen me use it during the show this week. I forgot my second screen, but, uh, something crazy happened yesterday. Really crazy. And if this guy got kicked off of this guy got kicked off of YouTube, Mark Bell got kicked off of YouTube. I cannot, I don't even, I don't even understand this. He got a letter from YouTube and it says, hi, Mark Bell's power project. We've received your appeal for the following. We've reviewed your channel carefully and have confirmed that it violates our, our harmful and dangerous policy. We know this is probably disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place. How this affects your channel? We won't be putting your channel back on YouTube. When I think of Mark Bell's podcast, I think of it as the exact opposite of harmful. It's a place where there's honest conversation about things that might be harmful so that people can make educated decisions. I, I'm, I'm, I, I need to talk to him. I wonder if once you're off of YouTube, like they never let you back on. Like, can he make another channel? Yeah, I know it's crazy. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you this, though. Um, uh, oh, it's funny. I haven't seen this post, but I guess uh, I guess Zach Tillander made a post about it on his Instagram, and Mark reposted it, which is weird because in my conversations with uh, Zach and his roommate, Chris Williamson, they've always talked about skating the lines. Now, I haven't talked to them in years. Maybe they've... 
maybe they've changed a little bit, but they didn't, it sounded like they didn't want to fuck with the powers that be. Man, this is some scary shit. This is really, really, really scary shit. Holy cow. Uh, thank goodness. This show, although we don't have traction there, this show, like right now we're publishing to Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter simultaneously. And then in, in like three days after we're done, it automatically goes over to Rumble. Um, and the only reason why we're not using the other platforms, well, two reasons, obviously, because YouTube is the biggest and they get the most traction and most, most eyeballs instantaneously because everyone's, you know, they were first to the game. But the second reason is StreamYard doesn't have good interaction with the other platforms. But, but we're going to have to figure it out. I'm going to start doing one show every week that's just on Twitter. I got to start building. Um, I got to start building another home. Uh, yeah, I got it. Maybe, maybe. So, so today we have a uh, Dave, Dave Eisenstadt on owner of CrossFit 845. He'll be on in two minutes, but uh, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, and then I'm going to a, um, I'm actually going to an ex affiliates 10 year anniversary today with Greg. And then when I come back, the only thing I have left for the rest of the day is to sit around and watch UFC fights. So somewhere in there, I'm going to do another pop-up show and I'm going to try to call God, I wonder how risky I'll try to call. I'll call Mark Bell and I'll do a live stream and I won't stream it to YouTube. I'll stream it to all our other platforms and I'll go live. I'll have Sousa go live on our Sevon podcast Instagram account before we do that so that you guys are notified. Also, there's one more thing of Dan Thiessen. Dan Thiessen is doing an insane ride today on an assault bike to raise money for kids in Haiti. We talked about that before, so hopefully we'll get a minute to call him today and show him some love while he's on the bike. Man, I, I can't tell you, this uh, this thing with um, Mark Bell rocks me. Hey, dude, what's up? What's up, Savon? Yeah, it's oh. scary. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on one second. My audio, my, no one told me. What, what? You guys, this is, this is a team. No one told me my audio was ass. How's that? I can hear you. Oh, better? Yes. Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah, I'm very disappointed. I'm very rambler. 20, 20 extra burpees today. Ernie, 20 extra burpees. Every Rosie, 50 extra burpees. How can you guys not? This is a team effort. You tell me when I sound like shit. You guys aren't doing your job. Thank you. Graciano, what's up? What's up, baby? What's Good. up, man? Yeah, I saw Dave Lipson posted something last night, too, to his, uh, his Instagram about Mark Bell, and I reposted it. He was like, oh, they took him down because he was – Telling us healthy ways to eat. That's weird. You know, I'm tripping. Hey, it's not good. He, he's, he's ex uh, strong man. He's ex strong man gone uh, doing things like uh, walking 50 miles now. He's, yeah. That, it takes a lot to inspire me. That guy was an inspiration to me. Yeah. Just from growing up in CrossFit, too, he was an inspiration just existentially, you know, between the, the two, CrossFit and what he was doing. It sucks. It's awful. It's only a matter, you know, Savan, it's only a matter of time, I think, before, you know. I'm toast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yesterday. Don't you I dare said, say yes that. Hey, yesterday I said some crazy shit. Yesterday I said that I found it disgusting to put penis in my mouth. And I know for some reason that's not a, um, that makes me a bad person in some people's eyes. Well, that's going to get you taken down. But let me tell you, I really, I'm glad a lot of other people don't think it's disgusting. I appreciate, like, 
I mean, I walked barefoot in parking lots. I would walk barefoot in a parking lot at the Dead concert. I know other people find that disgusting, I, and and I, they're welcome to tell me that. Holy cow! A Dave Eisenstadt. Are you, you Jew? <clears throat> uh, there's a heritage behind it. Um, I wasn't raised Jewish, but I was. Um, I think you got a mom. Yes. Was she Jewish? Not, no. Oh, <laughs> all right. Then you're not. You're not. You're not. No, my Just, you're not. My father was half Jewish. He passed when I was 13. Um, but no, my mother is not Jewish, no. <clears throat> oh, boy. We already found why you serve people. Holy shit. One minute into the podcast. How'd your dad pass? By the way, Dave, uh, Sousa, Sousa, Dave, you guys uh, have something in common. You have, you guys service people in the world to help them with the um, world's most vexing problem and, and to make the strongest people in the world because you also work with Tip of the Spear. I appreciate all of it. What, what happened to your uh, to your mom? My father. My father. Your father. Yeah, he was a he was a heavy smoker growing up my entire life. Um, switched to cigars because he thought that was better. And then um, he had two heart attacks. He survived both of them. And then he was a diabetic. Awful health. And at the time, I didn't know any better. Um, and then pancreatic cancer took him. Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. It, um, that'll, that'll just change your whole trajectory as a 13 year old boy, huh? Yeah, it did. It was, uh, you know, I suppressed a lot of feelings throughout growing up. And then in 2008 is when I actually found CrossFit that changed everything. Well, um, how old were you when he, or, or what year was it when you, when he passed when you were 13? 99. Oh, you're young. How old are you? 37. Oh yeah. Wow. And um, uh, how how he passed in nine in ninety nine? Um, did did you did you act out? Did you get it crazy? Did you end up going to jail or anything wild nope. like that? No. no. Um, I just kept and to this day, just keep it to myself. And my my mother thought I should do therapy, but I just didn't want to do it. I don't know. And it wasn't you know back then it was kind of like taboo, right? Nineteen ninety nine. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I just kind of dealt with it i just you know i had two older brothers who were also i looked up to and they're role models and so i just felt like i i guess i had to toughen up and that's still like it's a fault of mine you know it's a it's a weakness of mine but um yeah just kind of um, um tyson said something once uh they said hey dude you need to go to therapy you have something wrong. You know, you have something wrong with you. And he said, yeah, I know I have something wrong with me, but that's what fuels me. Why would I want, I don't, I don't want anyone tinkering with that. I don't want anyone to fix it. Do, do you, does it fuel you? Yes. Yeah. Every single day, probably. And I think that's why we are where we are here at the gym is because there's a lot of um, deep rooted shit that just comes out. And for that reason, I want everyone to, to thrive. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know Matt Schindeldecker? No. Uh, God, why can't I remember the name of his gym? He's been, he's been on the show. He became a, a dear friend. He has, uh, I think he has two gyms mm -hmm. and, and he's about, he's about to expand to probably like 30 gyms. It's crazy what he's doing, but he had a wild ride when he was a kid. Yeah. Right? He, um, he was on a bus and his mom came on the bus and shot the bus driver. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 uh, so, so basically he ends up losing his mom, but, uh, 
30, 30 years after the incident or 40 years after the incident, he now runs, he's about to, he's embark. he's run, he's running one of the most successful juvenile CrossFit, juvenile delinquent CrossFit programs in the world. And within, I think we're within months of it being a hundred percent. Everyone will say it's the most successful. I think he's going to open up like 30 gyms just in the state of Ohio that are going to be at, um, correctional institutions. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and when he was on the show, he's like, wow, now I know why that happened. Like I find like he's he, 30 years after the incident, he's like, wow, this, this, I, all of that prepped me for this, for helping these kids. It's, it's why, Ooh, about that. I felt my tear ducts turn on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a wild, what a wild ride. Because I think hey, there's, um, a, there's a sense of gratitude that comes with losing someone so close to you at an early age like that. And, and you, you, people take a lot of things for granted, but if you go through a hard time so young, then the rest of your life seems like not easy, but you don't take things for granted. Right. Mm -hmm. And from there comes gratitude. So do you have kids? I have two. Oh, how old are your kids? Three and a half and two. two I, I, I always wonder this because my whole perspective on my parents' death changed when I had kids. When the kids came into the world, did you feel some sort of healing on that wound that was the yeah. loss? Of yeah, immediately. And there's some sadness, too, because you don't. You don't get to share that with your father, but there is a, you know, as soon as, yeah, as soon as they're, they're born, it's like everything changes. So, yeah. I, cool. I just always felt like I was always thought that there were, I was preparing for like some crazy lonely feeling if I ever lost my parents. Yeah. And then when I got that kid, that thought just went away. I never yeah. had that thought again. Yeah. Yeah. I never worried about my parents passing ever again once I had kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then your your mission changes. Well, it doesn't change. Yeah. It gets better. Right. It gets more more serious, more impactful. Because now it's like, well, you don't want to be like your father. You know, you don't mm. want your kids to have to ever go through that. Right. How, how did your mission mission change? Well, tell me some other things that happened when you had a kid specifically. Mm. Um, consciously you know, or unconsciously things that have unfolded. I reel it back, like in the gym, like I, instead of going, you know, a hundred percent and chasing PRs all the time, right. Going maximal effort. I'm, I'm like settling in at 70%. I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. I just want to be healthy. I don't want to be, I want to be around forever, obviously. And <clears throat> I don't, I, I think that the focus was, allocate time to yourself to me myself put enough effort in so that you become a better father happier and can manage your time much better because now especially with two kids um it's a lot of time management you know especially with running a gym so it's like finding that balance was a huge thing when they were born and, and do you miss chasing the prs at all um, I don't. And actually, one of the greatest shifts that I ever had before kids was when I realized um, that I wanted to stop chasing PRs and I wanted to start chasing impact. And I think a lot of gym owners, that's where there's there's I see a ton of gym owners posting PRs of their snatches and their cleaning jerks when they should be working on their business.
Mm, mm. You know, uh, um, that mm. it, it, there's the people might think that the takeaway there is is that um, he uh, he he's working out at seventy percent, but for me, the part that I heard that that's the most impact and the part that I went through too that I'm so happy is you accept where you're at. Yeah. You're complete, you're complete and utter peace with it. And people will think, oh boy, this is silly. You're trying to make it so deep. But th- that exact same thing happened for me. All of a sudden I was like, okay, I used to, I used to like want to do everything RX. Then, yeah. so once I had kids and I had, and I had a bunch of back issues, I decided, okay, I'm going to do the women's weight and then I'm going to cut it in half. And I, and I would never been happier. Ne- never, never been happier. Because I think we get jaded too. Like we're doing so much more than anyone else in this world. Even if you do a women's weight at, at half, you know, ha, yeah, half, and then half, yeah, that's so much <laughs> yeah, 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 that's exponentially yeah. more than what the entire world, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, occasionally, occasionally it's fun. I don't do anything crazy anymore, but occasionally it's fun. Um, you know, uh, the other day, uh, Avi did um, squat, squat grace, yeah, and I show I showed him he that I could clean and jerk 135, but I just did it for one. And then yeah. I was more than happy. And I was like, you just just as a um not even to show off, but just to show him, hey, that you're gonna be a man one day. You're gonna be and he's like, Am I gonna be that strong? I'm like, dude, you're gonna be twice as strong. He yeah. goes, I know I could tell by looking at you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you got a zinger in there too. <laughs> but yeah, but sure. but I but I but I'm okay with other people still going for PRs. I have yes. no judgment against them. I'm happy to see the human beings pushing themselves to maximum uh, capability. I'm inspired by it still. I think for me, it's just uh, gym owners because we we have a we have such a huge opportunity uh, to like really go in on all of our people that give us money, you know, and they trade us money for service and experience and support. And if you're more focused on how much you can snatch, I, me personally, I guess probably goes back to to me losing my dad is that we have more to offer right and if we spend more time and dedicate to to that to our thing which is the gym then the people inside our gym are going to never leave and i think that's that's where it all comes from and you said it um it's the part um i uh the way the reason why i take this show so seriously is because i know people are giving me their time yeah which which is which is just one degree above money because of the social contract we have we, our time we, we get uh, that paper for it and then that allows us to buy services and, and things from other people but i but we, we you nailed it if someone's giving you their money you if you're a healthy person you want to then give them your best you know what's what's weird dave this is off subject a little bit i, I want to say this really quick and then, and then go off subjects um the greatest instagram account on crossfit today by far is CrossFit eight four five? There's 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 no there's your CrossFit account. There's no second place. To tell you the truth, I um I need to show it to Greg because I think it's what Greg probably wanted CrossFit's Instagram account to be. You have the greatest um the the fat old person thing bores the shit out of me. And but I could scroll, I could doom scroll through your shit all day. And uh, and and it's 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 so beautiful. It's so fun. You've chosen the right you know, Dana White um, audio overs and the right music and the right r- inspirational quotes. And it's, it is, uh, and that's why I knew when someone suggested that I have you on the show, I went to your Instagram account. I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this guy's account. 
he is he is absolutely murdering and you must spend it uh do you spend a ton of time on media yeah i it's my passion so i went i picked up my first camera when i was uh shortly after my my father passed and i started documenting my high school friends and just sort of like that jackass style back in the day and we were just kind of like misfits that were growing up in the same neighborhood and then I started editing and that's when I found my true passion was editing. Um, I ended up went, going to school for uh, film and media, ended up in the city for two years. And that's when I found CrossFit. Where did you go to school? So I went to school at Hofstra here on the East Coast in Long Island for okay. one year. Then I went to a community college for two. Then I finished up at Hunter College in the city, in New York City. Um, and then that's when I found CrossFit in 2008. And I went to New York City, uh, CrossFit NYC, the Black Box, Court oh, Wing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Court Wing was my first coach, and I'll never forget him. Um, you found CrossFit in 2008 at the Black Box Gym. Yes, sir. So for those of you who don't know, I've never said this out loud before, but the Black Box was kind of a weird CrossFit HQ of the East Coast. We were a really West Coast centric gym, but there was this place that everyone knew that was called the Black Box. I think Allison NYC was there. Yes, and Jen Hari, Marshall was there. Yeah, Hari Singh. Jen yeah, Marshall Hari Singh. On, yeah, Jen Marshall went on to go open up Garden City. She does. Um, she's our flow master here for the seminars. Yeah. Wow. What, yeah. what man, this is always such a small community. It blows me away. Yeah. And I went to that gym once and I got in an elevator in a yes. building and yes. it went up to a floor. Yeah. And when the doors opened, you were in this uh, uh not even a nice gym. It, no. it, it was it still was gritty, even though it had its own elevator right into the place. Yeah. It, and it, it was New York City, it was gritty as shit. Yeah, that's where I was. But before the elevator, because they had a lot of problems with uh the other tenants up below and above them yeah. before the elevator. It was a dark alley, a, a smaller gym, dark alley in the back. There's like two pull-up bars. And that was my first workout. It was half a Cindy. And what would you guys do? You guys would go down to the bottom floor, do a workout and then run outside in New York city. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Crazy. Dude. Crazy. What, what a trip. And I had him on the, sh on the show. He's, he's quite the character. Mm -hmm. Which one? Hari, Hari, yeah, the owner. Yeah. yeah, Hari Singh. He was always boxed. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Nice to meet too. He, he's just a, he's, um, not your typical gym owner. When I interviewed him, it was like I was interviewing a guy who, like, I was interviewing Snowden or something. He was like in a room full of books and shit, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean. He just didn't. He just doesn't come across as your typical gym owner. Yeah, it, it really felt more like, um, um, he was there for the revolution. Yeah. Yes. Which CrossFit was. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. He was a free, old freedom fighter. Yes. Which, which back then who knew that we would need freedom fighters now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, why, uh, tell me about your introduction to CrossFit. Who, who introduced you to it? Like, how did you like that? Those um, moments, those hours, those minutes where you intersect yeah. and someone's like, you know about CrossFit. Jim Jones somehow was in the same sentence of, of CrossFit back then. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 Mark Twight's thing. Correct. Okay. And um, 
my buddy of mine, I was living in the city at the time. I was, I, I just found out my girlfriend was cheating on me. And then, so I went to like a mini depression. So he, and my other buddy was going into the seals. So it was like, I felt like a big bag of shit. And then another buddy of mine said, why don't you look into Jim Jones? So I Googled it. And then next thing you know, was uh CrossFit came up and they had, they had a free Saturday class. And I went there and it was a never look back moment. And after the, I went through the, so you went there by yourself. You saw yeah. I was having a free class. Oh, wow. That takes balls. Yeah. And then, um, I did half a Cindy and that was just a 10 minute Cindy workout. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. I was on my back and I was like, I've never felt like this before. This is the most humbling thing I've ever done and been through. I'm in. Did everyone else do full Cindy? No, it was, uh, oh. like a Saturday free trial class. Had you ever done 50 pull-ups in a workout before that? No. I know. Insane, right? Insane. It used to just be three sets of 10 pull-ups, and you were like, damn, I'm a beast. Yeah. Well, I walked in there like, oh, yeah, I was, I'm coming from the, you know, chest and tries era. I was like, five pull-ups, I can do that. 10 pull-ups, yeah. no problem. And I got through, I don't know, two and a half rounds, and I was like, this fucking sucks, but this is awful. So I did the on-ramp at CrossFit NYC the next two weeks. I would I would take the train to the gym. I would be feeling so sick, like throwing up. I would have to take a cab back to my apartment. And <laughs> I would have the window open in the cab like, like a dog. But I was like, that was awesome. And do you remember the adaptation you got in the early years? I'll never forget the adaptation, just the stuff my body, how my body was changing. I was yeah. like, whoa, this is a trip. Because I went from being a young 20-year-old, 22-year-old to becoming like feeling like an animal. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how did you find out your girlfriend was cheating on you? Uh, before she was going off to college, she told me. Oh, she told you? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you didn't walk in on her. So it's always good to hear. Good I, there's always good I walked in on her and she was on all four stories. I, I was really hoping. She could have just gone out to college and been done with it. She had to leave you. That's all, Susan. That's it. A, a parting gift. Yeah, that could have, could have hey, been a viral, a viral uh, clip. Yeah, ask me that again. Yeah, I walked in on her. <laughs> she was balls deep. Uh, I'm a huge yoke dude behind her. I don't know what he was doing. Um, did, did that, uh, does that, did that affect your ability to trust uh, people moving forward? Um, kind of, but it's funny. Cause I put a lot of trust in, in people today, these days, like a lot of, a lot of people that I'm close to, I put a lot of trust in like my staff, for instance, I put a lot of trust in them. Um, do you, do you read your wife's self, cell phone text messages? No. Like, did, no. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, it, it, trust is such a weird, um, uh, thing i try not to do the trust game at all i try not to do the respect game at all and i try not to do the trust game at all by that i mean i try to just stay above them transcend them so that it's like hey it's always on other people yeah you steal from me it's like i'm i'm cool with it like that's on you or or like you cheat like i, I tried to or i don't respect or disrespect people i just try to to to, to I, I don't care if people respect me or disrespect me i try to just stay you know what i mean above it um yeah but it does make you – you kind of have to be like Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to have your head down and grind and be like, hey, every, everyone – I can only I can only be in control of what I can control. Yes. Correct. You stole money from me? I'm not mad at you. I just got to change the lock on the drawer. 
and right. you can't and you can't come here when I'm not here. But I'm but I'm not gonna like hate you for it. I'm not gonna like make any. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to tr- transcend that shit. But but when if a girlfriend cheats on you, that's hard. That's yeah. That's I mean, hard. I was young back then. I was. I mean, I mean, I was. Were you cheating on her? Were you cheating no, on her? No, oh. no. But I was also in the city at the time, so like, you know, let's just say I turned it around just fine. Yeah, yeah. The city's crazy. <laughs> Didn't slow him down hey, at all. New York City. New York City's the only place ever that I can ever remember. Um. Uh, where I didn't have to hu- hustle to get a girl. Like I could go to a bar. I could go to a party, uh, not a bar, but I went to a party once and I went home with a girl and that had never happened in my life, my entire yeah. life. I'm like, wow, New York city. There's a lot of, hun- there's like some desperate people here to go home with me. <laughs> and I, and I look like a Jew. So people are kind of into that. Like in New York city, you got that, money. That, yeah. yeah, that, that works more than um, California. <laughs> Big nose, short Jew kid, even though I'm not Jewish, but I could, I could play one on TV. <laughs> um so so you so you, you're in there and, and and you do the workout and um uh, do you start uh just going to the website every day at 5 p.m to see the workouts what like when do you get introduced yeah, to man. .com yeah it was it was awesome um i was introduced to .com right away and that's where that's where a ton of the inspiration like that's where the love for greg began you know and, and that's still to this day um and it, it just like the fact that it carried over into my business since that beginning, just his, um, just his love and attention for his craft and also the people that are taking his craft, you know, that are saying, Hey, Greg, I want to, I want to try this thing with you or try this, this, uh, modality with you called CrossFit. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest compliments that you could ever receive is people doing your thing. Um, and now they're paying money for it. So, uh, yeah, the dot com was, you know, even still looking back. And I remember, Sev, when you when you did that video with him, coach, and you asked him, like, do you enjoy your job? And he said, sometimes a lot. That's exactly what it is. When he said that, that, that kind of resonated with me early when I became an owner. Um, t- tell me about that love for him because I think a lot of new people, and the reason why the culture is shifting is they don't they don't realize how vital he was. Like, how did you know he was vital? I mean, it's just a workout program. Do you, do you remember what made you realize he was vital? The journal, the journal, hands down, the videos, um, all that stuff. You know, unfortunately, with you know the, this new age. <clears throat> People don't don't know that side of CrossFit, and so the way he ran CrossFit was was just like the way that any good leader should run a company, right? A leader who doesn't care about the numbers, they care about the people that are that are inside, you know, this entity that are that are saying, "Hey, I'm interested in this," right? And so the the knowledge that he put out from the journal is timeless. Like that is never going to get old, you know, and um, you have to dig deep sometimes. Some of the links don't even work these mm-hmm. days to get to the journal, which sucks, mm-hmm. you know, because um, that's a disservice to to a lot of new gym owners. And I think if they went back and they studied, studied some of the journal stuff and even the excerpts and the videos that were made around Greg, you know, including the ones that you made, would give people a, a new um, – 
uh, opinion about CrossFit, I think, and the deeper meaning behind it and the deeper meaning behind the culture um, within the affiliates. You know, when you have, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if we, we want to get into this. When you have an outsider that comes along and buys into CrossFit that, you know, barely knows the culture of what's going on here, you know, Rob Orlando's right. You're going to weed out the people who've been around the smaller gyms, mm. you know, without any care in the world. And now what? That's not fair. That's the problem that I have. It's interesting you say that. Um, uh, Souza gave me a fucking 15 minute monologue the other day about weeding out the smaller gyms. He's like, oh shit, dude. And I'm like, what? He goes, I got to tell you something. You, do you remember that, Souza? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you want to give a synopsis? Of, yeah, maybe give a synopsis of what you were telling me. You're like, you call me and you were like, fuck, I just realized something. Yeah, I just basically realized like 50% of affiliates are out of business and they don't even know it yet. Really? The smaller gyms that you're talking about. Yeah, because with the cost of everything coming up so high and CrossFit continuing down that path that those the part timers, the hobbyists, the people that are doing it out of passion, you know, they're they're not going to be able to keep up with it. They won't want to keep up with it in terms of pricing and everything else. And um, so I, I think that those gyms are already gone. They just we just haven't seen it yet. And they just don't know it yet. And we'll know at the end of this year. That the culture isn't suited. Well, when I asked you, I said, how long do you think it takes? And you go, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three years, but we'll know. Basically, the synopsis that I took away is the culture is going in a way that's not going to – the tr people who are like truly passionate, passionate are going to get weeded out. Yeah, they're no longer being honored the same way that they were before. It was like you, know, you were welcomed in just as much if you were only running three classes out of your small gym because you had a full-time job and a family, but you were just doing it out of passion. Like now it has, you have to do it as a business. You have to create meaningful revenue yeah. just to be able to sustain that. And, you know, that was, that was decisions made by CrossFit as well too. So it's like now he, what, uh, now what's going to happen with those smaller affiliates? That's the question, right? That I think that's everyone's question. Whether you're established affiliate or you're a small affiliate, I think that is the question. Like what's going to happen this year? Yeah. 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 We to, to give a data point for something that you said, and it, it, it really excites me that you know this as an affiliate owner. When when we had this massive media department and Greg would always say people would be like, hey, dude, these videos that you're making um, aren't they're, they're not um, they're not talking to people who don't do CrossFit aren't going to understand them. And Greg would always say, dude. I don't care about people outside of our circle. I'm not trying to get more people. Every video should talk to affiliates. Every video should be a tool an affiliate can use, and that's it. Is it good for the affiliate? Yes. I don't care about, like, the, the, the people in the affiliate. I don't care about the people, like, outside. I want video. He make videos that are good for the affiliates. And sometimes, you know, the the, the Venn diagram, they cross, right? Of course. Yeah. You know, you got Dan Bailey doing grace and you get a little bit of everything, right? It introduces new people. It's good for the affiliates. It's a good, but he wanted content that spoke. He wanted us as the machine talking to our affiliates, giving them quality content, not in, in, he wouldn't, wouldn't have these. And he would just straight up say, Hey, we're not, we're not going to save everyone. We're not even going to save most people. Yeah. Like the life people just aren't going to swim out to the lifeboats. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very, uh, very um, interesting culture. Um, do you enjoy your job? I love my job. Um, you know, when when I was in the city, I, is when I stepped away from again because I was going to school for video and film, film and media, and I got away with it. 
once CrossFit came in the picture. And I ended up moving back home, upstate New York, about an hour and a half away from the city. And I started doing CrossFit at, out of my garage. This is your classic CrossFit story. And, um, you know, it started with my best friend who lived across the street. I was like, hey, do you want to come over and try this CrossFit thing? And he was like, yeah, he turned into 30 people coming to my, you know, 300 square foot garage. And <laughs> my mother, um, she had moved even more upstate. She was going to put the house on the market. So I had to make a pretty big decision. And this was at the end of 2011. And then in May of 2012, I opened up um, CrossFit 845. And, and in in that area where your, yeah, where your gym yeah. 30 was? Yeah, about 18 minutes um, away from my house. But that we, we were in a great location. When did you take your level one? If you found CrossFit in 2008, when did you take your level one? 2011. Okay. So, so you did it because you consumed everything you needed from the website. You yeah. were ravenous. And then finally in 2011, you want to open a gym. So you took your L1. Yeah. I don't even know if I wanted to open up my gym at that time in, in, in 2011. It was early. It was January of 2011. So it was, it was pretty early. Um, cause I didn't know I wanted to open up a gym. I said, I thought that I had something going good with my garage and then i had no idea i would be having to make this decision to well what am i going to do with all these people now i want to keep this thing going i don't want to shut this thing down and shut them down because you know i don't want them to be sad and without a place to work out so i i quickly was like yeah this is this is good and i had another girlfriend at the time who helped me out even more because she gave me this uh ultimatum that basically said she was in medical school. She got accepted down in South Carolina. She was like, you either come with me or we're done. And I remember laughing on the phone. I was like, all right, we're done. And that gave, me, that gave me even more credence to go ahead and open up a gym. What do you think about um, uh, ultimatums in general? <coughs> do you have any thought? Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, it's been great. And then you passed uh, the test. You passed the test. I like you more and more. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, when you went to the L1, you said you weren't interested in opening the gym. Was that just because you were hungry for the knowledge of the methodology yeah. because yeah. of what you were seeing through the journal and everything else? Yeah. 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 And it's, it is funny. And, and, back, and back then, I, I believed that people should do three things. And this was like when I was 20, young 20s. They should um, uh, go to Vegas because I had been to Vegas at the time. It was awesome. They should jump out of a plane because I just jumped out of a plane and they oh. should take their L1. Those were my three mm -hmm. things at the time that people should do before they die. That has slightly changed. <laughs> um, um, when, when you had those 30 people in your gym, were you charging them? Um, I think they ended up making me charge them 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. That was it. A, a month. Yeah. Was, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it so was all cash. Like yeah, they would just there's yeah. no systems. There's no systems. Yeah. And, and and then and then and then so you take your L1 and then tell me how the thought creeped in like hey um I'm going to get a space yeah. and I'm really going to pull the trigger on this. And was that scary? Oh, uh, super scary. It was um it was this moment in time of like, oh shit, I need to do something. I was working at a pizzeria at the time, was doing nothing with film and video, had no job. Um, and then what I- What did you do at the pizza place? What was your job? I was a pizza maker. I was delivery yeah. guy. I did it yeah, all. Yeah, that's, 
Just yeah, I did those too. Yep. Okay, yeah. that was that's a dope job. We'll come back to that. Okay, so you're a pizza maker. Yeah, I did that too at Bronco. What was the name of the pizza place? Danny's Pizzeria. Shout out to Danny's Pizzeria. Yeah, I did Bronco Billy's Pizza Palace. It was <laughs> dope. Man, it was dope. Yeah, I worked there from uh, 16 to 26. I was there a decade. Wow. wow. Were you the manager when you left? Yeah, some may say. Did you get some business acumen there? Definitely not. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. He learned how to make a mean pizza. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it fun making your own personal pizzas? You could be like, you know what? I'm going to experiment and I'll make whatever the fuck yeah. I want. Yeah. yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. yeah. Put two pizzas on top of each other. I'll show, I'll make the best yeah. calzone ever. Yeah. 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 It was a great time. All that crazy it was a, shit. It was the golden age. Um, I let, I, then I maxed out um, a credit card for $10,000 and I kept maxing out smaller credit cards because I didn't have any credit, not good, you know, smaller limits. And it took me a while to pay all that off. So, so you maxed out the credit card so that you could get the space and you could yep. start buying the equipment. Equipment. Yep. All that stuff. And um, so when you, when you get this space and you start getting the equipment, um, you, are, can you tell me about it? Are you teaching all the classes? Did all your members come over there? Tell me about the early days. Tell me yeah, about so that first year. Yeah, we opened up in 2012. Um, I was the only coach at the time. Someone who was coming to the garage also got her L1, um, and then she was helping coach. So I had two main coaches, then another guy, and then another guy who's still with me to this day, coaching out, out in the class right now, Big Rob. Um, so I had, by the end of, of 2012, I had close to – three or four coaches we had a hundred members by the time wow we, yeah we they were just piling in i met i met my wife early in uh 2013 in the gym too that's cool did you know when right when you saw her you're gonna like this so yeah yeah, yeah good <laughs> we used to hold these free saturday classes the you know classic free trials come in and i was working with someone in the back of the gym and um two girls came through and i stopped and looked at there she is i stopped have you looked. id'd her how old is that girl is that 18 how old is that girl that girl right there mm -hmm. she's 41 all right all right all right yeah. if you say so i would check her id <laughs> it doesn't look a day over 16. yeah uh she's a smoke show um and she walked through the door and um, I told the girl that I was working with, I said, I'm going to marry that girl. When I first laid eyes on her, I said to the girl that I was working with, I was helping her out, I don't know, whether squat or whatever it was. And I said to her, I'm going to marry that fucking girl that just walked through the door. Wow. And not only did you marry her, but you gave you two kids. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Um, how long did that take? How long did that take for you took her out on a date? So funny, more, you know, we ended up doing the free trial class. Of course I put my best, you know, charisma on and whatnot. And then I ended up when she was done, um, I ended up following up with her and I never done this. I pretended like I do it all the time. And <laughs> I like it. I like it. She elevated I your game. 
Yeah, I emailed her and her friend to make it seem like I do this all the time. Oh, nice. Solid, solid. Checking up on her, just seeing, hey, you're going to come back potentially. And then, you know, um, later on that night, I don't know why, but I emailed her again. I was like, yeah, I'm out with a bunch of people from the gym. And I actually was. She was just getting back from a, um, I don't know, uh, like a hinge day. I forget what it was back then. Uh, in the city, so she was on her way back from the city. What did you call it? A hinge day? What's that? Is it hinge? What is? We what don't is have that on the west coast. Uh, like a dating is. app. Yeah. Dating Tinder. app. Tinder. Oh, in there, whatever it was. <laughs> Caleb, hi. Nice I'm so <laughs> How Thank dare you. you go over my picture, Caleb? How dare you? I'm so far removed from the dating world that I have no idea what they are. Anyway, she was on her way back from an awful day in the city, and she ended up meeting up with me that night, and then we um, just took it from there. And we started talking, and it was awesome. Dude, that's crazy aggressive. Two emails in one day. That's crazy aggressive. <laughs> well, she responded back to the first one. She did. She did. She's Damn. like, I'm not interested in the gym. Thank you. And you're like, well, I'm not with the people. Come and see <laughs> hey, who was, the, who was the coach that worked with her that day, that on-ramped her that day at that first free class? Uh, me. Oh, it was. Oh, okay, yeah. so so while you're working with that girl, you also then took care yeah, of Yeah, it was like a couple of minutes before the actual free trial class started that I was working okay. with the girl. And people were just kind of piling in for the free class. And then I stopped what I was doing. I was like, I'm going to marry that fucking girl that just walked in. Hey, was it was it, uh, was it weird? Like like there were 10 people in the class and she got 80% of your attention or were you playing it cool? Uh, Yeah, I was, yeah she definitely got a lot of the attention. You weren't playing it cool. <laughs> she's just a dime piece and and you never and did you ever have to um uh did she ever have to pay um yes she had to pay up oh damn well damn up until we became an item right wow i like that holy shit wow he runs a business right yeah he's he's a a businessman here okay that's right (laughs) no free passes around here damn (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you get into CrossFit. So th- this is the journey I'm thinking, and you you unfuck me. Um, young man enjoys the gym, uh, finds CrossFit, loves the uh, way it makes him feel, and the physical adaptations he's getting, and feeling like an animal. We all had that, you know, feeling w- when we first started. We're like, "Fuck, I can do anything now." I hope someone r- tries to rob something around me. I'll fucking chase their shit down now. Yeah. And um, and, and and then so tell me about the the culture of your gym then. And, and the games were in the games were in there. That's in the games, CrossFit games, heyday. And tell me about this evolution to where you're at now to the cure for the world's most vexing problem. Okay. But, uh, so back in 2012, very yeah. gritty, still grassroots, tried and true. It was yeah. the golden age. It was the golden days of CrossFit where two girl wads in one day, whatever. I'll try it. I don't give a fuck. Absolutely. Hero wads, back to back shit, wild shit. Yeah. Zero mobility. Zero. <laughs> Fuck mobility. Yeah. Every, every beta. Yeah. Uh, drinking after, you know. After deadlift, deadlift day and weighted pull-up day every day. And shotgunning beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it was. Um, it was great. Carb up. Yeah, it was great. It was great. We, we did a lot of social events. We still do, but um, it was like a very close-knit group that, you know, was kind of – it was chaotic, but it was organized. You know, was, there was a lot of love there. That's where, like, that's where the the true community started, and it's still to this day. The vision and the passion is, is 
is still there. Like the love that each member has for another member is still there. Um, but yeah, that was uh, 2012. We were cruising. And then the worst thing, not even COVID was the worst thing. The worst thing happened when um, I was presenting with an offer from a, from a member. I can't say, go into all detail just because we went into litigation. But I ended up partnering up with somebody and um, it ruined, let's just say it ruined the majority of the community. How and quickly? I, <clears throat> what's that? How quickly? Uh, very quickly because this person, this person was the opposite of me. And okay. um, he ended up telling me things, uh, presenting these big picture things, multiple gyms, so much money, swimming in money, all that stuff. That went on for a couple of years. Jewish. Was that guy Jewish? Was that guy Jewish? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I don't know. Well, that's that that's why that shit didn't work. Okay. <laughs> uh you're that? swimming in money, and I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's your people. Shalom. Man. Shalom. <laughs> this is in uh 2015, 2016 when this all went down. Lost a bunch of members in the in this main spot here. Can you give me some examples of like some of this how the culture was damaged? What went wrong? What went wrong? The way he talked to people, uh -huh. um, the way that he it really came down to mistreating people um, and also my staff. I go to war for my staff. I will protect mm -hmm. them at all costs. And um, the disconnect with it. And by the way, my wife is a very good judge of character. And she told me this, this is not good, but it was negligent on my part because I was just thinking this, you know, I was just thinking. Uh -huh. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I don't and blame you for that either. You're because at this point you're working 80 hour weeks, you love the place and you're like, shit, okay, everything is great. Might as well fucking get rich while I'm doing it. I, I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. And that's kind of like, I let, uh, I let JR and, um, uh, uh, Taylor on the do, uh, show shut up and scribble so I could get more sponsorship. I'm chasing the money now. I hope they don't fuck it up for me. Which I understand, which, yeah. which, yeah. which I respect because we're not, you know, we're also in this business to create a living for ourselves but right. it was a bad way of going about it back then he was uh again i gotta be careful what i say but basically um are I you know, still in litigation with him now yeah. no but we oh. have in our terms when we close settled we cannot not to talk about it right <clears throat> um is he still in the community is he still no 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 was he All, a crossfitter he was he was All okay and was he a member was he a member at the gym he was he was okay um, and basically, you know, what it came down to ultimately was like, he said to me, was like, Dave, I'm not here to have a beer with your members after class. And I'm like, motherfucker, I am, mm -hmm. you know, that's when I truly realized this is not going to work. Mm -hmm. 2018 was when we settled and I had to do a ton of rebuilding and emotional rebuilding with the people that I let down from the early days. And that's where like, I'm still, how, how would you do that? Would you call people? Tell me that you'd call people and be like, Hey, I was basically begging and pleading them to come back. Yeah. Not for money, <clears throat> excuse me, not for money, but because these people were really important to me. They were my friends. You know, we were, you know, we'd go to events together, you know, we'd, um, 
hang out together. We text each other on a daily basis. And basically they're just like, this is fuck you for doing this to us, to me. And you know, that was a personal thing. And you brought someone into their club where they went for the best hour of their day. And, and, and you, and you wanted to take responsibility for fucking it up for them and make amends with them. Did you know right away that you were fucking it up for them? I kept convincing myself that this was going to turn out to be okay. I kept telling people, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And I was, I was the one that fucked up. Yeah. And good, good on you for taking responsibility. Yeah. And I, and I don't give that power away. Yeah. But also I don't regret not doing it because if I had not gone through it, we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a pretty crazy time period. Did the gym ever close? Nope. But close. Um, not necessarily, but I remember between I had three locations at the time. I remember a really low moment in 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 my life was when during this time was when uh I looked at my paycheck and it was just like 523 bucks between three gyms. Like, what the fuck am I doing? What is going on? And that's when I had, I had to really like that's when I really had to be like, have this fuck you mentality. I'll do it, whatever it can to get this place back and to get my life back, to get my um, happiness back and to get the people that I, I really felt like I lost back to. Um, uh, do you have one gym now? I have one gym. And is it the original location? It's the original location. I'm, I'm so happy here. Um, I, I don't want to get you in trouble, but what happens? Do you call them and you're like, hey, dude, I need to buy you out. I'm done with this partnership. I basically found something um, and it was alarming. And then okay. I, I faced I called him in face to face and addressed it to him. And, and that was the beginning of the end. That was he, the beginning and, of the end. But he didn't want to let go. He stuck around. He tried to fight you for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you got and there were lawyers involved. Yep. I was going to say it's probably the other half of his paycheck. <laughs> It was another 520 bucks. Speculation on my part, of course, not factual. Yeah, we know what it was. We know what it was. Holy shit, dude. Wow. And and what year did you have closure to that? 18. 2018. 2018. And, and then, wow, wild. A lot of rebuilding, you know. T tell me what city you're in. The city is called Wappingers Falls. In what state? New York. And how far out of Manhattan is that? Hour and a half. We're in the Hudson Valley. We're in the beautiful Hudson Valley. It is beautiful because we get all four seasons here. Oh, you know, one of my friends just opened a gym uh, on that yeah, skinny yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, Cross, CrossFit Chief Nation. Uh, the skinny part, the skinny island there called Long Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Island. Yeah, that part. Yeah, that, that thing. That thing looks like a leg. Yeah, Long Island. Uh, uh, Jethro, Jethro just opened a gym out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So, so you get, so you get through that, and then basically, it almost sounds like um, uh, some uh, Alcoholics Anonymous shit. So then, like, you started going through the twelve steps, and you tried to make amends with the people that got burned. Yeah, yeah they they got like that their house got fucking yeah shoveled. Some, yeah, and some people will still not come back. Which I told exactly and it's okay. Right. What exactly happened? Can you tell me exactly what happened that made those people um 
like someone was rude to them and then they came to you and you kind of dismissed their complaints? It was as simple as that. You could put it that way. Yeah. It's just, we're, we're complete opposites. And for me, it's like, you know, my members know that I'll do anything for them. You know, it's day in and day out here um, because they understand that again, the level of experience care that they have to have here has to just be over the top. And he was more like, Oh, how many members do we have currently? Oh, we're not hitting our numbers. And I'm not into that shit. Mm. I'm just not into that shit. So you can see the disconnect there. Is, is your wife a coach now at the gym? She is not. She's a real estate agent. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. That's yeah. smart. Diversify. You think that's smart, uh, uh, Susa? One, one person has a different job? Yeah. Or just a separate income in general, of course. Yeah. Reduce yeah. volatility, right? Someone's bad month at the gym. No worry, baby. You got it. Yeah, that's right. another house. <laughs> um, I, I want to dig in more, Dave, that because your gym really is um, the way it presents on Instagram is, is the place for people to get healthy. And in, in your in your pictures, you have all the ages and all the body shapes and all yeah. the different levels of health and weight. When did that become I'm guessing at some point that became a passion of yours to be more um, to be helpful in that way? as opposed to just like a club for like for already fit people. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate with a, with a video and editing background. And that's where, um, my true passion is through storytelling. And if I can tell as many stories as I can through our members here, because every member has a story and I really think it is my job to put our men are members on a pedestal as much as I can. And that's what, mm -hmm. I, that's what I love doing. Um, because everybody who walks through these doors, these doors needs some type of help. Otherwise they wouldn't be here. And so if we can one day get to the point where they're confident enough to share their story it may take a couple of months, make it take a couple of years, but who they were before um, walking through they, their, these doors to who they are now, um, is a story that will be going on forever and will have constant content because of that. And um, if I can display that through a screen, in this case, Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, and somebody gets inspired, even one person to reach out to us um, to see what we got going on here at the gym, then we've done our job. And that's a really big compliment to um, not only that person, but to the types of things that my staff here is doing. That picture of that girl right there um, with the gray shirt on and the black hair, that, that screams, uh, I want to go where she is. Yeah. She's that's a That's what a great picture. That's like, that's a cool ass photo. That's like, Hey, it, what a great, I don't even need to, I just, wherever she works out, I bet you it's a dope place. You can just tell she's a cool person. You did a great job with the photo. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. But, but what I'm pushing at Dave is this, I'm guessing at some point you were, you were like, Hey, I, I want everyone to get a PR in their deadlift and I want everyone to get their first pull up. And I want, and then at another point that there was this shift in your mentality. I'm just projecting this onto you. You can tell me it's not true to, to now what it portrays more is, is come in and let's get better. Like there, there became a less of a, um, like an uh, outcome. Yeah. It, it's not like it, it became less of like, Hey, let's get you ready for, 
um, your wedding and let's just get you ready for life. Let's just make you optimize you for life. Like there was, there was a shift, you know, and, and, and by the way, I'm not saying one is better. Every boy who starts, every man or woman who's 18 years old, who starts CrossFit should go balls to the wall. Fuck you do it. Feel work out to you puke. I love it. You're made for that. But at some point you transition to like, okay, I want to, I I'm uh, 50 years old and I, and I, and I want to be able to just still do all the stuff I could do when I was 30 that are the regular things that everyone else can do. Carry all my groceries up the stairs, throw, throw kids up in the swimming pool. You know what I mean? Still do a backflip off the diving board. Like you still just want to be able to do, when did you make that, that shift that that was more your passion? Um, I think after I had gone through that business divorce, but at the same time, I realized that I didn't want people to be like my dad as far as health goes. Oh, oh. Mm. So did you have that the whole time or did it did it no? I didn't, but I think I did. Okay. So so it was it was um um for me it was a uh, um it was uh, it was cooking it was cooking. Yeah. It was there, it was it yeah. was cooking. Until I matured my own mind, because again at 22, 25, I was chasing PRs, right? But then as I matured. And I was like, wow, let me go back to the things that Greg was truly saying. I think there's a big connection that I, it was just hidden and I, and I had to bring it out. And after 2018, when I took back my gym was when I was like, I'm going to fucking go all in on my people. And that's when that shift occurred where it's like, Let's put these people on a pedestal and let's give them the best service we can ever give them in order to give them no option to ever leave this place. This needs to be their home for the next, not five years, but decades to come because, you know, that's, that's what this place is all about. You want to, if they move, you want them to cry. You want them, you want people to be like, fuck, I'm going to lose my CrossFit gym. Maybe I shouldn't move. Yeah. I'm going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, Again, we're given like such a huge opportunity to change lives. Like how great is that? You know, there's, there's no other arena where we have this great modality called CrossFit that's going to exponentially, you know, not only physically change your life, but now look at after COVID, people are coming in here so mentally fucked up that it's like the, the two go hand in hand. And that's where we changed our slogan to where physical health meets mental health. And uh, mm. pretty cool. Everything that we've gone through, and I say we, it's not just me. It's my entire staff was suffering through the divorce, the the COVID thing. Mm. Uh, Big just, Rob made it. Big Rob made it. Big Rob made it, of course. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah, cool. He's he's surprised. Um, that um, that thing about putting people on the pedestal. Um, when I was making pulling John. Um, I remember uh, Travis Bajan saying something something to me. Man, he's had such a huge influence on my life. Uh, he said something to me about glorifying people, the importance to glorify people. And that when I came to CrossFit, I knew that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to glorify people. I just wanted to just like like just show the light in every single person I could. That's Seb. If I had more time. Uh huh. I had more time. All I would do is create content around mm. this gym. Mm. And it's, you it's know, your muse. It Congratulations, is. by the way, for being able to integrate both. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, and if I, I want to, 
I wish I could help others. I wish I could do more, you know, more, more with the gym ownership side of things, but um, I just don't know how, you know. Um, um, uh, something I, I had never thought of before until you, you just said this. So those of us who came in in 2006, seven, eight. Yeah. And I think this is accurate. Our perception of CrossFit changed as Greg's perception of CrossFit changed. Yeah. Meaning we started as young men. I started at 34. And then as we got older, by the time I was, you know, 50, now it was the cure for the world's most vexing problem. And it was always that, but not, it wasn't like so much in your face. It was more forging elite fitness, which I still think should be like front and center. I, I love focusing on the tip of the spear. I fucking love it as a brand. Absolutely love it. But that, that evolution, other people aren't going to be able to take that evolution with the company anymore. They're going to just have to do it in groups, right? Like if you find CrossFit now, I understand if you think the cure diabetes thing is dumb. But when you're 26 and your Uncle John gets diabetes, you're going to be glad that you heard it in the back of the mind. You'll be like, oh, this shit that makes my body looks like this also cures diabetes. Maybe I should get fat Uncle John in here. Mm -hmm. Right? So, but we, did you feel like that? Like your journey is also the journey of the company, Greg's journey. Yeah. And I, yes. And I'm scared to, to see what happens when, you know. If I'm being transparent, oh. I'm scared to see what happens. Yeah. Because if there comes a moment <clears throat> where I have to disassociate with CrossFit, I'm going to be spending a tens of thousands of dollars having to rebrand. And that's scary to me. And, you know, I've fallen so much in love with this word CrossFit. And if I ever have to disassociate with it, that's going to be heartbreaking you know not just for myself That's what, uh, um, uh, jason was on the show or, or maybe i was talking to him in private and basically when he de-affiliated he said something like and they had high and they had like something like functional fitness or high hit training yeah. on the front of his gym he said it made him feel dirty Right. He said, that's yeah, he said he didn't, he said, I can't explain it. It's not a business decision. It was like, I'm, I just didn't like seeing that on my, on my wall felt dirty. That's, that's a good way to Great put trip. it. And I'm not, I don't plan on being there because I love, love, I have nothing else to do, nothing else to do. Um, but I, I am concerned. Uh, interesting. And, and why, why are you concerned? Uh, is there something you've seen that makes you concerned? I just see a lot of this, you know, I, I'm going to probably follow Greg with whatever he does. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to see what, you know, these outlets like yourself are doing. I don't know what this aff affiliate collective is doing. Um, disruptive. I'm going to be kicked off of YouTube soon. I know, but then God, what stop saying that. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like what happens, you know? You know, am I going to be, am I going to be like one of these outsiders or disruptors? Like, like Hiller is, you know, and I'm still like an OG CrossFit where I, now if the, if five years from now I'm looked down upon because I, I, you know, I still believe in the morals and values that Greg instilled upon me, but now you have these investors that are running this company. Am I going to be outcasted, you know, or do I, do I step away from that? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Is there any one thing you have in your mind that it would take for that to be tipping point to happen? Or is it just a collection of a bunch of small decisions that made you feel that it wasn't going in the direction you wanted it to anymore? 
I'm very curious to see what happens with Greg. Let's just say that. Roger that. Mm. It it is interesting. Um, uh, you know, uh, Cooper did, does the uh, largest. It, I don't even know what you want to call it. He calls it a survey, but it's more than a survey. But it's the largest report on the industry worldwide for uh, boutique gyms. Yep. Fifteen thousand participants uh, in the industry. Yeah, state of the industry. Yep. And uh, do you have a, a hard copy of that? Have you ever seen that thing? Uh, I have the PDF. Yeah, the, it's it's absolutely beautiful. The hard copy is insane too. Um, there was a question on there, like, how do you feel about the current state of CrossFit? And it was like 89% said they liked it. And then there was a, a, another place that uh, just had an open line. Greg's uh, Cooper told me that Greg's name is nowhere in the survey, N- nowhere in this whole survey. But there was an open line, other, and 9% of the participants wrote, we wish Greg would come back. Yeah. That's pretty fucking gnarly, 9%. That's crazy. That's crazy. It wasn't yeah. even an option on there. What, I have some really firm beliefs and thoughts on what he contributed. That's so vital. Do, do, could you put it into words? What you, th- why you, what you think he contributed? That's so vital. Um, and then, not, not yeah. besides, besides the whole thing, but I mean, in the day in and day out of what nurtures you to go forward, what he offered. I think it, it is his stance behind creating the excellent experience and the and the care. That's if I could put in one sentence, it would be that. Why can't anyone else do that? Uh, Why can't we find someone else to do that? That's where I get frustrated. That's a good question. I, I think as an entire world, we would be better off if people put more effort in. And um, I think we are unfortunately living in a time of complacency where things become easy and people expect handouts uh, and there's the work ethic has diminished so much that I think people are just expecting for their right time to happen without them having to earn it. And that's mm. really what it boils down to. Um, I know, think they think they're work. I think NBAs think that they're working, by the way. They just right. have a different definition of what working is. Like what I'm guessing you liked about Greg is the constant reinvention of the of of. Re, the constant reframing of what CrossFit is. That's what I always liked. Yeah. Tip of the spear, cure for the world's most vexing problem. We cure diabetes, the five buckets of death. It was always saying the same thing over and over, but reframing it and reframing it. Yeah. So keep us all on task, all on task. And so he was so. actually working. He was putting pen to paper. He was making videos. And I feel like the uh, MBAs don't know how to do that. Like they can't even like, why is your Instagram account better than CrossFit.com's? That, that doesn't make any oh, sense. Shit. You don't, you don't have the resources they have. And it's because um, you're a doer. You know what I mean? You're a field yeah. worker. You're a peasant and peasants uh, do shit. You, you sweep out the corners of the bathroom and you're like doing shit. And that's the like other thing. This, that's um, yeah. The bathroom thing. The bathroom thing is where it all started. That's a good point. Mm. I totally forgot about that. That bathroom statement stuck with me when I first opened up the affiliate. Explain that to me. Remind me what what that is. Greg said, um, you'll know the true markings of a great affiliate if their bathrooms are clean. Right. Along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that stuck with me forever. Um, That that carried over not just into the gym, but also at my own house. You know, Mm. presenting everything and just going that extra mile. Um. Yeah. Vindicate right. Sorry, stop waiting for Greg. Uh, he's not waiting for I, well, I, my interpretation. No one's waiting for Greg in terms of to stop doing the excellence. 
what he's saying is is that he knows Greg's non-compete is up in um yeah uh August. Basically, we're we're all on a boat, and this is what I'm hearing from uh, Dave from Crossroad Eight Four Five that he sees a hole in the boat, and the boat's taking on water, and he wants to. He's with one eye, he's watching um, who's going to patch that hole, and with the other eye, he's watching the the potential of the guy who built the first boat over here. Uh, the is making rumblings, and is he going to build another boat? Because you are attached to the name, you you really love the name, you like what it stands for, but if if it, if this boat goes down you you you're interested in being part of a community that was um that that's equal to the one you're part of now right that can carry on the the statue you'd rather have and, and if greg's going to rebrand something by the way he said he's not but um but 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 who knows um but if greg's going to rebrand something um don't uh, sorry hold on D- uh, don't run don't go up and down the stairs with that knife open <laughs> okay. All right. I, I love you. You're a good dude. Excellent in parenting right there. Yeah. That's how me was. I love you. I um, love you too. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, that was for Dave. That wasn't for you, Susan. Oh, damn it. I say it a little more sincere when I say it to you. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the thing is, is that, you, and I'm also going to throw this in there. You don't, you're not interested in rebranding you're you're totally comfortable someone else rebrands so you can keep your head down and focus on your gym yeah that's the main thing like i'm not i'm not waiting for greg but uh, you know my my brand here and in this this community is is pretty pretty popular but it's popular because of the the stories that are coming out of it the um you know the the person who's jumping on the box for the first time the person um, you know, we have adaptive athletes here, the way that we showcase them, um, leukemia, you know, someone who's, whose biomarkers are off the charts right now, better in a better direction. Like that's the shit I'm into. Um, and you know, if we can continue to do that, regardless of my name, regardless of the name on the, on the building outside, um, that's what I want to continue to do. That's all I care about. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pivoting here real quick. So if, if I'm a gym owner, would you say I'm never take a partner? Uh, yes. Never, never take yes. a partner. Start yes. the gym by yourself and do it by yourself. It's tough. It's tough. I've been, uh, I really got, you know, again, it, it was a rough go. I don't know if I would ever want anyone to go through those two or three years that, that I kind of went through. And that's not a woe is me thing is that no lawyers suck. If lawyers are involved in anything, that means your shit's gone. Your life's bad. Your life's not good going good. Right. And a lot of people didn't know at the time that all this shit was going on. Wild. Yeah, absolutely. wild. Hey, um, what year was your first child born? 2020 COVID 2020. Okay. So all that shit was over by the time your kids came in. Yes. Yeah. The litigation. Yeah. Um, um, you at one point you said that um, you have people in your gym who got uh, uh, fucked up from COVID. What What do you mean by that? You mean like mentally they some people had a rough go of it? Can you yeah. give me like a a generic example of what a client like that would look like? Um, you know SSRIs. A lot of that came through. Um, What's that? What's SSRI? Uh, like antidepressants. You know. Okay. Okay. One. Um, who'd been stuck in the house, remote work killed a lot of people. They were, became extremely sedentary um, and they realized that they needed to do something. And um, 
that was the majority of the mental health side of things. Uh, you know, the other factors were the sedentary lifestyle of um, uh, getting heavier, more medication, blood pressure, high cholesterol. But mostly it was the fact that they were stuck inside um, for, you know, however long that fucking pandemic was. And then um, coming out of it, they were just fucked up. And we, they're now so much better. Thank God. And, and when, when they, when you would get clients, would they come in and tell you that? Or yes. you would just figure yes. it out? They would be yeah, like, hey, you, dude. Uh, yeah, every, every member who comes in, we conduct a new member meeting. And we sit down with them for a good 45 minutes to see what's going on with them. And do you do those yourself? Yeah, myself and my uh, my customer success manager, Kate, who's currently watching this right now. So shout out to Kate. So we do these meetings and we get we get to know them. We ask them questions. We ask them hard questions. Look at this, Jedediah, loneliness. Yeah, Hiller, loneliness. Yeah, <laughs> Hiller, loneliness. They came for the community. Um, what, what do you think finally gets those people to um, um, uh, come in? Do, do they come in for that? Are they coming in to get fit? Like, like, I think it's our, like how they initially reach out to us. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. What, why, what breaks the camel's back that they're like, okay, I got to do something. Honestly, I think it's the marketing that we put out there. The videos that we put out there. They see your Instagram. They see some woman or man on there and they're like, Oh, hey, you know, you know, my, I made a video of a girl doing 10 pull-ups. My wife thought CrossFit was completely stupid. This is like 06 or 07. Yeah. And she saw some girl doing 10 pull-ups. And she said, hey, take me down to the track right now. So we went down to the track. She's like, if that girl can do it, I can do it. And we had a track and a pull-up bar by my house. And my wife got like her first three pull-ups. She just warred because she saw someone else. And she's like, if she can do it, I can do it. But up until then, it was dumb. And dumb is just probably was just a placeholder from scared. Yeah. Right. We have a lot of, uh, you know, we our population is 70 percent women and out of those 70 percent women we have a ton of mothers we put a lot of our member of the month videos are moms and the way that mothers speak from the heart is something that you cannot write a script for and every time i sit them down in front of a camera and i get them to open up it is unbelievable the message that they get across the screen and then you have all these mothers who watch the, these videos and say, I'm going through the same shit. Mm. Mm. And that's when they reach out. Um, uh, I wonder if, um, I wonder if only you can do this because you're the owner of the gym or you're the coach of the gym. Like, I wonder if someone could do this. Like, I wonder if you can hire people from the outside to do this. I mean, well, I mean, this is, this is, by the way, this is so much work he's putting in for those of you who don't know. This is like, mm -hmm. you got to make sure your camera batteries are charged. You got to put the right lens on. You got to wipe, like there's 15 minutes of busy work. And then, and then you got to, then you got to film it and that could take a couple hours. And then you got to go back and you got to upload it into your card while your two babies are over here wanting to be fed. And then you got to log through all the footage. I mean, it is so tedious. Every one of these videos, mm -hmm. I guess every gym can't do this. <clears throat> No. And they don't have the skill set or the talent that he does too. So that's, that's like assuming you have all the hard skills, like he would also have to possess the soft skills, knowing how to tell the story. And the passion. You approach. You, you're right. not editing videos if you're not passionate about it. It's tedious like that. Because, and for people who don't know, when you edit videos, you're editing them the way, he, what software are you, are you using? Final Cut Pro. 
So you you go through one thirtieth of a second at a time. So when you see those cuts from one cut to another, people don't realize this. He has to make a decision that's one thirtieth of a second. No one's just like, okay, right there. It's not like that. You're like you scroll back one frame, then forward one frame, and then you're trying to get you're just trying to get it perfect. I mean, it yeah. is wild. And the music too. The music selection can take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Go, uh, wild. Do you know Do you know any other gyms that are doing what you're doing at the at the level you're doing it? I and don't. your shit doesn't look like you're paying for it. This is your shit does not look like you hired someone. It doesn't feel corporate or. Um, uh, you're not trying to speak to everyone. That's, you know, that's another problem that I think uh, Susan's pointed out about CrossFit.com. Hey guys, stop trying to talk to everyone. Like your videos are not trying to talk to everyone. Right. They're like focused. Yeah. I just, you know, that the one that we put out yesterday, like that's gonna, that is like the most competitive video you may ever see from us. Maybe, you know, all year round because this guy's competitive. We have a, at, uh, can we walk? Is it this one? Yeah. How long is this? It's short. It's less than two minutes. Okay. Can we, do you mind if we watch it real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Let's, let's, let's watch this. Uh, Caleb, here we go. Surgery. Crossfit it was just easy to not come back in. Just, it was just easier to stay on the couch and watch TV and not come, you know, work out than it was to like get out of, you know, get off my butt and come back to the gym. When I came back, just saw kind of where I was prior to back surgery to where I was now. And it like really kind of fueled some fire into my butt. My name is Dave Ramirez. I'm a member at CrossFit 845. I've always been like a very competitive person, low key. I'm not like that big showboat, like, you know, like I'm gonna, you know, kind of thing, but I played rugby in college. So I've always had like this competitive drive to like win, try to be as best as I could be. Whatever I did, that's kind of where my drive is. I have a, a future kid involved coming in in March. So I just want to be as healthy as I possibly can and be here as long as possible and be active and not like not be able to walk when I'm 80 years old. I'm very like shy person. So it took a lot for me just to walk in 10 years ago into a CrossFit gym, not knowing anything about it, not knowing anyone. It was so intimidating, but I am so happy I did it. 10, 11 years later, like I love it. The community is awesome. Any CrossFit gym, for the most part, they're gonna have awesome members. This gym is like, you know, like no other that I've been to, so it's awesome. First step is coming through that door and like everybody's gonna embrace you no matter what level of fitness you're gonna be. You're gonna find people in your same kind of fitness level and you're gonna create like a little community within like your class. And uh, you know, you're gonna make some awesome friends too, outside of this too. Damn, okay, L listen, listen, guys. Non-stop. <laughs> it's easy. It's easier to not come in. It opens with. Then we find out he has back surgery. Then he tells us his name, and he has a very distinct voice. We know he's like a real person. He was competitive at a young age. He's a sports guy and not a bitch. Um, uh, <laughs> he has a child. He has a child. He has a child coming. He doesn't want to die early because he has a child. He's shy. He's shy. Um. Once he got here, the people were nice, and and you're going to meet people like you, and uh, he actually made some new friends. I mean, bang, bang. Hey, why not export that? Uh, 16, 
So why not export that in a 16 by nine and send to CrossFit HQ so, so they can, uh, so they can put on .com. So as far as I know, um, they, well, that is 16 by nine. So, uh, no, that's four. That's a, uh, what is that? That's four by, th- that's a, uh, whatever that, that I'm talking about. Like th- as a, po- well, let me see that again. Was that, that six- okay. So, no, wait, so, okay. It, so sorry. So sorry. Why not export that so that they can put that on YouTube? So it, it is on YouTube and it is formatted correctly on YouTube. This, but no, why not give it to .com though? So they can use it. I mean, they would pay five grand for that. I oh, mean, not they commented anymore. on it. So they saw it. Oh, they did. Yeah. They yeah. Did. Yeah. So, so why not be just be like, do you have a contact over there? Why not? Like there's a guy over there named Keith Knapp. Why not export that and be like, Hey dude, this is for you for free. They reshared it to their story. Um, oh, fuck that. That should be, that's that, that they should pin that <laughs> on me. They should, can you go to CrossFit.com real quick? What? Like, that's um why not just pin that uh right like when you go to my page like we got i think it starts up with the video tyson bajan they should just pin that right uh no sorry sorry they're youtube well they should pin it there too instead of this fucking orange theory shit but um why why not go to their youtube page Uh, sorry youtube <laughs> Caleb's taking. Sorry, sorry, Caleb. Sorry, sorry. Caleb, just, Dude, Caleb, put the gun away. Take the gun out of your mouth, Caleb. That's not. Don't, no, don't do it, Caleb. It's my fault. Robert, YouTube comes up. No, Caleb, TikTok, 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 TikTok. No, no, no. Uh, it's MySpace, Twitch. Right, right there. Right, instead of that muscle up video, right there. It, when you land on the page, they can have that just play there. Yeah, I don't know why that would be their first video. I mean, when you're trying to I do. I'll tell you why. Why? Cuz because you want that that's 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 going to get people in the door. If he wants to increase um if he wants if he wants to do this thing where he increases the uh, if he wants to change the perception of CrossFit, that's it. Like well, uh, I, well, well, I don't know what he wants to change well, it to, but that's what that's what I want the perception to be of CrossFit. What that's everything right there. Shy person, uh, out of shape. Uh, has his reasons for oh, going oh, and made I'm, new I'm, friends. No, Seb, Seb, I mean, looking at your screen right now, why CrossFit would have their first video about muscle ups? Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. I was like, I, what's wrong I with you? I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with Tip of the Spear shit being the front first video too. I'm okay with uh, putting Graciano there, fucking uh, thrustering 405 one week. Also, I'm okay with it all. But yeah. dude, like. So back in the day, we would have paid you uh, ten thousand dollars for that video. That's what we paid, ten thousand dollars, yeah. and we and we tried to do one a week. I yeah, I mean more videos. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah you know, so we would call Mike Kostlop or Michael Dalton and be like, "Hey, we got this guy over here, and uh, he's uh, new to a gym. Can, when we heard he's really he has all, checks all the boxes. What we think would be good to can you go investigate his source story? You have ten. Here's ten grand. You have a month to get it to us." Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I I seriously don't know how that's not on .com. Hey, you should export it and give it to him. I, I'm I'm serious. Just send it over. You should export it, uh, put it on YouTube with a private link. Send it to Keith Knapp at CrossFit. Do you know him? I don't. Oh yeah, send it. Yeah, send it to him or send it to Dave. Send it. I don't know. Send it to Dave, Nicole, Keith Knapp, and Don. Send it to all of them, dude. That's gold. That that video is gold. Seth, there's so many more though. That <laughs> Look, there he is. He's Keith Knapp so, uh, jumped into a weird it. spot in the conversation, but now I know I have to go back and watch. Oh, see, there he is. He's on the show. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that dude's so passionate. That dude has like, oh, that dude wants CrossFit to succeed as much as anyone I've ever met. Like, he's so fucking passionate about CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Send it to he him. It. Yeah, he gets, he gets it. it. That dude gets it. Yeah, that thing's crazy, dude. That there's thing's lot, so good. There's a lot of good ones. They uh, CrossFit did repost one of our girls jumping on a 12 inch box the other day, which was awesome. That went nuts. That went nuts. But on, on their Instagram account in the story? Yeah, or, that, or? Main, that was the main one. That was on their feed. Feed, yeah. 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 So it's cool. Listen, I listen. I only I repost people in the story, uh, only to make them feel good. Stories were like, hey, like that. I just like it's a I pat on the through. head. Yeah, pat, pat on, on yeah, the head hey, and hey, send them on their way. Had a boy. Yeah, Jeffrey Birchfield, like you know, deadlifts five hundred. He gets to go on my story. That's, yeah. it. That's it. A little story, J- just so he knows, like I'm his friend or something. Mm-hmm. Story. Fuck your story. Only person whose story that actually means anything is Danielle Brandon's story. The rest of you guys, your fucking story is a joke. Man, her story's wild. Her story's wild. Did you see that story the other day, Sousa? I her, did. She got, a, yeah. she got a gold tooth and she talks like she's from the hood now. It was a little concerning. That's what it's I label that as concerning. It's a trip. Um, how did you survive uh, COVID? Did you have to close yeah. your gym? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're here in New York. I mean, it's. It's scaredy cat central. Oh yeah. We, uh, CNN central. Yeah. Blind, Blind faith. The yeah. TV's yeah. the God seeing it. Don lemons. their God. Yeah. I gotta be careful what I say. Um, we, um, we ended You're up a man we, of the people. You're a man of the people. Yeah. We ended up. So for that reason, I was like, I'm not shutting this place down. And we ended up, uh, putting paper on the front doors. I mean, the front windows, the front doors, locking all that stuff up. I didn't advertise that we were open online at all, at all. Um, and I just let people who knew about what was going on, let them through the back door. The cops were called on us four times. They, mm. they came, they showed up, but they had to show up just to say that they showed up. They said, don't worry about it. Keep doing what you're doing. We understand what you're trying to do. We just have to show up. Mm. So we had, a, we, had a, we had a lot of Karens during that time but it, we made the best of it we we were doing workouts you know no one was working it was a it was a tuesday in the middle of the gym we would do a workout then just bring out the cornhole boards and and like just kind of get after it in this space where it was like closed off to the rest of the world and meanwhile inside the space we were just having a ball it was kind of cool people needed you more than ever yeah it was cool though. It was very cool. And we did zoom zoom workouts. Um, and, and we had a lot of cancellations and it was tough. I still had to continue to pay my rent and I'll, and, and I'll forever be grateful for the people who continue to, to pay their membership. Mm-hmm. To what uh, did, did you think? Did you think that there was ever a chance you were not going to make it and that you were going to close down? Yes. Yeah. And how close did it get? Um, it got pretty close, but I'm, I, I, I will do anything to keep these doors open for these people. So um, I just did whatever it took. Some people, you know, when I reached that point, some people made donations. It was crazy. Um, and then in 2020, we reopened our doors. Thank you, Governor Cuomo, for that. You say so. <laughs> <laughs> did they threaten you with fines or anything like that? Did you get any, like, official letters or did you just get stopped, like, we just oh, got to no, Yeah, never got to that point. Uh, yeah, that's too bad because I got a letter and now it's I, I got it framed up. 
Oh, yeah. 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 A little hard, a little hard copy. A hard copy of the times. <laughs> That's right. Back at those times. Yeah. It, it was it's a crazy. Public people, nuisance. You knew that people needed you more than ever. And yet you, you, this is kind of full circle going back to like what Greg stands for. You knew, you knew what the right thing to do was. And so you did it. Yeah, I had to. I had to do the right thing. I was not going. You weren't to. doing it to be a rebel. You weren't doing it to be a dick. No. You weren't doing it to be a contrarian. You just knew, like, oh shit, this has to stay open for people's health. Yeah, and not only that, it's just like take it back two years prior to the that business divorce. It's like, well, now I got some people back in 2019, and now what? I'm going to shut them down again. Like I'm going to force them mm. to stop or leave again. Like I'm right. not going to do that. And and yeah, I just I'm the type of person that if it if it comes with good values and morals, then I'm going to put my time and energy into it. And so this gym and these people were worth all of that stress and doing whatever it takes. And not only that, my, my staff, I cannot, I have a really good staff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave, give, give me one second here. I want to bring in uh, Dan Thiessen. If I can, uh, can we make can we make Dan big? What's up, Dan, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Savar? Uh, Dan, tell me that. How do you pronounce your gym? Radix. Yeah, Radix gym. Yeah, Radix gym. We Radix. had. Yeah. And tell us what you're doing right now, buddy. I am five hours and twenty six minutes into the Echo Bike ride. Uh, three thousand two hundred seventy calories. My pace is about fifty seven, fifty eight RPM. Wow. And we're going for twelve hours. We raised. Uh, we're, I don't know, people have been just dropping in and dropping money. So we're like way over $8,000, $9,000 now, uh, for the kids in Haiti. And, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, being on the show with you guys is awesome. We got lots of attention and people donating. Like it's been really incredible, Savon. I'm uh, hey, so dude. grateful for you, dude. Hey dude, you're one of the classiest, most genuine people uh, I've ever met in my life. Uh, there's a handful of you guys that I've had on the show that I, I've said to man, I wish you were my neighbor. You'd make a fucking great neighbor in the neighborhood, uh, and, and you're that guy. Um, good luck. Where where can people continue to donate? So if you go on the dreamdealer.org, uh, okay, there's a donate button right there. Like as soon as you click in, and you can donate. I'm I'll be riding for another six and a half hours. And uh, those kids could use every bit of that. Yeah, yeah, right there. Hey, and Dan, is, are you live streaming this anywhere, like to your YouTube channel? Uh, or So um, we've been going on and off live stream on Instagram, on the Radix Gym Instagram. Okay. And then we have a documentary team here doing a little documentary on the whole process. So that will be coming out too. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, is someone holding, the, is someone holding that camera right now or no, is it just it's, sitting uh, there? I got the um, – Dude, I got everything you could ever possibly buy for an Echo Bike. So it's sitting in the <laughs> phone holder on the Echo Bike. <laughs> awesome. Is there Dude, anyone can I show next? you something? Yeah, I'd love to see just what's going on around you. Yeah, that's so, what I want. Oh, oh people wrote shit. people wrote notes and they put awesome. them all over my Echo Bike, just like notes of encouragement. And then this one of my guys, Joe, he's on the yeah. bike beside me. I've cold had gray shaver over there. The he got the time. cold gray shaver shorts. Yeah, and then this is my buddy Dave over here. He's uh, actually like a world-class endurance athlete. So he uses uh, he uses CrossFit to um, stay in shape for like he competes at the velodrome. He's done double ultra ultra marathon stuff. So he's been an awesome resource for me. So he's been he's going to be riding for the last six hours with me or six and a half hours. Wow! Um, and then wow! There's just people on assault bikes everywhere. 
cycle bikes, getting in their calories, supporting the cause. Everybody's got one of these hope shirts on. And then at the end of the day, for the finale, the whole gym will be here. And uh, we got one of our members who's a chef. He's cooking up a big barbecue for everybody and have a grand finale there. It's just been, uh, it's been amazing, Savon. The people are awesome. Hey, it's true to the character that you depicted uh, when you were on the show. You are a uh, a giver at the highest level. Uh, Thanks for being you and thanks for uh, contributing to humanity, man. I'm glad I know you. you. And and Matt, thank you. Thank you, guys. I really, really appreciate you guys. All right, dude. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll be texting with you today. Keep at it. Yes. I'm not even joking when I got that text saying you're going. From you today, I went a little bit faster, Savon. <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm glad I could help. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, brother. Love all right, you. I'll talk to you guys. Yeah, love you all guys. Right. See ya. Bye. Have fun, man. Bye. Bye. Crazy. That's cool. Yeah. What a wild what, a, what wild group we roll with, right? Just what a wild group of people we roll with. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the type of shit that, you know, is still around. Someone's getting carjacked right now. Someone's shooting up fentanyl. Someone's getting robbed on the subway. And Dan Thiessen's riding a bike and inspiring people around him to push hard and make themselves better. And uh, and also at the same time raising money for kids on an island that's just fucked that uh, that we'll never see or know. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what's cool too is like I'm not a big charity guy. Like I don't trust charities. But the charity he's raising the money for is his brother's charity. So his brother actually goes over there to Haiti and makes sure that the money is spent right. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 not like this ninety percent admin, and uh, and ten uh, percent uh, actually going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, Audrey. Meanwhile, I'm going to Target. <laughs> Everything's free in Target. You don't have to pay anymore. Just grab your yeah, shit just- and. Um, Less than a thousand bucks, you're good to go. Yeah, grab your shit and just uh, walk out. Hey, um, uh, Dave, is there is there any is there anything you want? Is there anything when you came on here? You're like, hey, I want to make sure I say this. Is there anything that like any agenda or anything you wanted? No pressure, but no, I just uh, I appreciate what you're doing. I do. Cool. You and Susan. Thank you. Um, and to be on this podcast and to share it with the likes of the legends that you've had on means everything to me so i cool. couldn't leave you know and shout out to rich rich haas he sent you the videos originally he said you need to check this gym out and if it wasn't for him i don't know if us three would ever have met so no no not at all yeah and, I, you're, and you're I just hope- in a you would have been a, you're in the sea of just uh life yeah. lifeboats and yeah and i would i would have totally missed you yeah but I just appreciate you guys and what you're doing here. And I think this is what is going to hopefully keep um, the grassroots of what happened back in 2008. Hey, um, I, I'm sorry. I'm actually going to an ex-affiliates 10-year uh, anniversary now with Greg. Uh, we're going to an uh, affiliate party, so I'm pretty excited. Um, you, uh, you have my number. Uh, we've been texting a bunch. Please continue to text me. Uh, congratulations on having a fucking super hot wife. Um, uh, and one who has good radar congratulations on the kids uh stay in touch you ever want to come on again and just shoot the shit or talk about stuff you're always welcome dude you're like like, thank you guys you're a a homie and your knowledge and what you know and what you can contribute to a conversation is like so like evident so you're always welcome dude appreciate it thank you guys thank you all right later
Dave Eisen Eisenstadt. Oh, that he's cool. Uh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, uh, Haiti is a shithole. Okay, true. Uh, one great, amazing island, probably one of the best islands in the world. But the, the situation there is a shithole. One of my business partners started started an orphanage there. Her husband was in the military and was stationed there after the earthquakes. Yeah, what a fucking disaster. Only only successful um, slave uprising. Only only slaves in the world who were able to uprise and get away from their captors. Haiti, get away from the French. I, I don't know if you guys know that. That's how we ended up with. Uh, the Louisiana Purchase. The French had to make that sale to the United States to raise money to try to get Haiti back. It fucking did not work out so good for them. Now look how they stupid they are. Yeah, they didn't get Haiti. <laughs> they yeah. lost two thirds of the United States just for Haiti. Yeah. Losers. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, thanks, everyone. I'm off to uh, an ex-affiliates 10-year anniversary right now with Greg. We're headed over to Washington. Um, I, I do, I do, uh, want, I do want to try to do another show today. I, there's some things that are like uh, on my mind. I think I want to try to do a show that's just exclusively on Twitter and see what happens, see how you guys react to it. So I'll be, I'll be texting with uh, Caleb and um, Souza today to see if we can do that. Uh, I do want to start figuring out just one show a week to do exclusively on Twitter. Maybe it'll be our CrossFit Games update show. I don't know what it'll be. Maybe it should be, should be something more controversial. Maybe it'll be, I don't know, focusing just on medicine. Who knows? But we are, we are, this Mark Bell thing uh, has rocked me. Um, mm -hmm. All right. I uh, love you guys. Caleb, thank you. Susie, you demand for holding down the fort. You too, Caleb. Thank you guys so much. I am situated now in Idaho. Looks awesome. That sunrise yeah, coming up behind you was really cool. It, it is. Uh, I wonder if I. Oh yeah. Have so that's the, the lake. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's still a little whitewashed, but you could see it. it. Looks good. Uh. All right. Talk to you guys oh. soon. Uh, do we? Have, what? What is today? Friday. Today is Saturday. 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 We got Dylan oh, Lone lined up tomorrow morning. Who is? And then Dylan. Oh. D oh yeah yeah yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. And then we have Kyra Milligan in the evening. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so we two got, shows tomorrow. Yeah, it'll run another week. So if you want to know what it's like sleeping with Ariel Lowen uh, tomorrow morning, <laughs> is your show. Third fittest woman in the world. Bye-bye.